Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, I'm so excited for this episode. We had a lot of fun and we got real serious in a classic, you can tell me anything way. We cover some heavy things and we cover some light things. Well, light in humor, but heavy because it's a poop. Okay, we talk about poop, sorry. Um, but actually, I do have a trigger warning, so I want to give everyone a heads up before you listen to this episode. Um, that we do in the first half discuss sexual abuse, um, specifically from uh, uh, religious institutions, the Catholic Church. So, you know, if any of that is something that you're not comfortable or not ready to listen to or process, or, you know, it's a trigger for you, or it might bring back flashbacks, I would suggest um, skipping this episode or skipping ahead to after the break. Um, It should be about well let's just say skip ahead to like 20 minutes in um but uh yeah because the second half we talk about shit okay we talk about shit and we talk about pizza and it gets fun but um if you're you know not uh wow i'm really space casing right now but point is trigger warning but i also think this is a very um great episode um ben gets is so wonderful, so funny, gets vulnerable, um, shares a, a lot, a lot of wonderful stories about his life, uh, and some are very sad as well, um, but I had such a great time talking to him, so uh, if you um, are comfortable listening to it, I really encourage you to listen to the full episode, and at the very end, we play a fun, silly, stupid game, okay? A very stupid game, so uh, we ended on a positive note, um, so please enjoy this episode. I don't have any announcements when it comes to comedy right now except for I will be in Virginia November 19th um, but I'm performing at William and Mary College if you go there or know people go there you do have to be a student to come but I will be performing there and then I may be doing a show around that like the day or two before that in the Virginia area so just follow me on Instagram at Teresa Lee Bot or check out my updated page TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows for all the latest details um, but that's it enjoy this episode with Ben Roy. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. I'm the good T of the East, the wicked bitch of the Yes. I don't know if I like those nicknames, but that's what I gave myself this season. So we're sticking with it. Um, I'm very excited to have my guest on today. He has, well, I guess it's not that new anymore, but it was new uh, in the hiatus of this um, uh, podcast. But he has an album out that you guys should definitely listen to if you haven't yet called Take the Sandwich. Uh, You know him from Grawlix, those who can't on HBO Max. It's Ben Roy. Hi. Hi, how are you? It's good to see you. I haven't been in a while and thank you for having me on. Thanks for doing this. Um, Yeah, I always feel like I do these intros um, like stand-up shows and then I get very self-conscious when a guest is staring at me like, who are you talking to? But, um, you know, that's the vibe I like to set. So thanks for being here. Yeah, this is awesome. I appreciate it. It, um, I I don't know. I'm very nervous and awkward. So just, you know, (laughs) 
just deal with that. <laughs> you, I, I mean, I know you're saying that, but from I feel like it's hard to believe that you are nervous and awkward because I feel like you're like the most energetic. I feel like you're just always energetic and excited when I see you, but maybe that's uh, nervous energy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a very nervous energy. Like I, uh, yeah, I've definitely, <laughs> I've been like, I've had panic attacks and and anxiety since I was like. 14 or 15 years old is when they started. So a lot of my, in public, a lot of my uh, anxiety manifests. As mm. That actually segues really well into what um, I like, before we get into the confession, I, I, I often do talk a bit about, like this podcast basically was inspired because I started going to therapy late and I, as most comedians, I think share that um, anxiety background with you, but um, I didn't really understand that till I got older, like in my 20s, I was living in New York and that's when I, you know, met other neurotic people who were like, oh, this is normal. So yeah. I, I do like to, I mean, I, it's fun to start on that note because I think, um, for, especially from comedians who are open about it, but yeah, so whatever you're willing to share, but are, you said you started going, like having panic attacks when you're younger, like did you um, seek out like therapy or were you able to just sort of like find your way through comedy or what, what do you do to self-soothe, I guess, is, is yeah, my question. Yeah, I mean, they started for me, I remember um, having panic attacks before or anxiety attacks before I knew what they were. Um, I used to stay home from school with them when I was in grade oh, school, wow. middle school, not realizing that I was having some sort of uh, episode and mm. I would, I was hypochondriacal. My, my mom used to always mm. be like, I, I always thought I was sick. I, I couldn't watch that show rescue 911. I, I, like, oh, man. I would like feel like my throat was closing up and I would tell my mom, like my throat's closing up. I can't breathe. And, uh, this is all a product of just now I realize or not realize, but now I know in my adulthood through like therapy and stuff mm -hmm. that's common for boys who experience, you know, sexual abuse, which, mm. which I did not to make this overly heavy. I know this is a comedy podcast, so we can yuck it up. But no, 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 whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, I think life is real like that, but, um, I'm sorry yeah. that I didn't, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Whatever, you know, shit happens and I'm, uh, but I, but it's so the first like real panic attack was, I think my sophomore year, I like ran from class oh, because wow. I, my heart just started like all of a sudden I was sitting there and then just go, 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 go. And I just ran out of class and I got some water and paste in the hallway. And then I came back and it started again. And I ran home. I like ran down the street to my house. Oh, and that's wow. when I started therapy. And then I was first medicated for a panic disorder. And so I've kind of dealt with it all throughout my life. And even while we were filming those who can't, I had a mm. nervous breakdown and I ended up in the hospital for the night um, during it because there was so much stress and that mm. and, and lack of sleep and things obviously uh, uh, triggers. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, I feel like a lot of um, that's the side of like, I guess, acting, even though we're talking about comedy, but it is acting, right? Like that people don't always talk as openly about but the reality is like the triggers are there you have to put yourself into certain situations and characters and if you have um you know any history that could be triggered it's it's that weird half like good half bad where you're like i can get super into it but then yeah. when you're like i'm too into it now my body is confused and thinks i'm in trouble and then yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. yeah what do i do like yeah your brain you know the 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 lizard brain doesn't really know all that 
different between it and and also we shot uh those who can't single camera so it wasn't on a okay. sound stage or anything in a multi-camera so like they were long days i mean yeah. an hour days 16 hour days and um just the exhaustion but now you know i mean therapy is a, a big thing for me for managing it i'm admittedly love uh brazilian jiu-jitsu i got into jiu-jitsu and uh probably eight or nine years ago and it's been not a panacea necessarily hmm. um but definitely the closest to an all-around remedy for it that i've found that just um training and there's a when you're what we call rolling in in uh -huh. jiu-jitsu not not taking ecstasy oh that's so funny that it's called i mean i'm sure there's some like subconscious connection because the idea of being like in flow i guess you know yeah, like where you're that's exactly it you're you're there's what we call flow state where you're just moving and not thinking and you're trying to find an out to whatever you're whatever yeah. submission or things you're in but um that's been a big thing and um trying to really focus on what i put into my body like not not eating a lot of uh, i don't eat you know caffeine i don't mm -hmm. drink caffeine i don't try to avoid sugars regularly because that definitely uh, makes my anxiety worse so things like that it's just yeah. and now i've been i don't know about you i'm sorry i'm rambling too no no this is i mean i think it's awesome to share that because i think it sounds like you've over time like being able to know what you need because like, everybody's yeah. different and it's like you know for some I, I do still drink caffeine it's not great but I also like I don't drink as much alcohol and I mean I, I definitely have my own vices but I think everybody knowing what they need and and helps them is like kind of what I'm hearing is like you've figured out a formula for yourself yeah you know and I've been also reading a lot about now you know how, what they know about uh, gut flora and mental health and so mm -hmm. trying to eat a more probiotic prebiotic diet uh -huh. and probiotic foods um because i like i realized that some of it may come from gut issues that mm -hmm. i've experienced so like i'm just trying to uh be as responsible with with that because if i don't I get into these cycles where, I mean, I've ended up a shut-in. I lived in an mm. apartment that had no furniture in it for like three weeks, sleeping on the floor because I could not wow. leave uh, the apartment. And when it gets bad, I become a shut-in. Like, I, yeah. I just can't. Uh, I'll create, and I'm sure people listening know this feeling, I create fictional borders. Uh -huh. Like, I can't cross the threshold of my, you know? like. yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, it's almost like when you don't feel, I, I mean, I think the research is like, there's still going to be so much more coming out, but from, and I'm not an expert, so feel free to correct me if you guys know, but from what I um, understand, it's like when you st your body doesn't feel safe, it's almost like an allergic reaction. That's why it's interesting when we talk about panic attacks, so we're, we're connecting now, because it's not like it's not happening. Like you are having those symptoms, it's just you're not, you're not in danger, but you are in danger by your body. So it's silly when people go calm down because if your throat's closing up, it's closing up. It's not like yeah. that's fake. But um, the borders are almost a way for you to try to create more safety. But mm -hmm. that is almost counterintuitive because then it keeps you from going into the world where you can actually realize that you're safe. So it's this yeah. weird like thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, it's definitely a form of obsessive compulsive mm -hmm disorder and you know i've been 
I just read I've been I've read a few books I love to read and and uh, and I've read Michael Pollan's book, you know, about how to change your mind with psychedelics and things mm. and they're talking about in it that obsessive compulsive and um anxiety anxietal type thinking and panic based disorders um are a rigidity of thinking mm -hmm. you know you you get caught in loops and narratives mm -hmm. that you tell yourself and that's exactly what happens i mean when i get yeah. into these they become very cyclical yeah. i just think the same things over and over again whether or not they're true but the, the thing is, they were true at some point, which is the part I think we're finally learning to talk about. I've done EMDR before for like trauma and it's mm -hmm. it's done wonders, but it's they've literally described it like it's like a glitch almost where like in the code of patterns of what you believe um, at some point, you know, if, if there's something traumatic, it doesn't get processed correctly. So then anytime something reminds you of that, even if you don't realize it does, it could be like a smell or a feeling or whatever, then you glitch again. And yeah. that's helped that's helped me thinking about it like a computer, even though I know, I mean, I think I'm overly emotional. For, for some people, it's better to think more emotional. But for me, it helps to be like, these are boop, boop, beep, boop reactions, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. then I can like be like, let me diagnose, like, let me do the startup disc recovery mode or whatever. Yeah, yeah, defrag your brain. Yeah, that, <laughs> I love that's that. it. Like I, I, I had to do the same thing because if I don't understand uh, the the mechanism behind it, and I think it's important uh, um, to to do that because mm -hmm. if because I think we get uh, I think thinking that there's something spiritually wrong with you or something uh, that that is this intangible thing you've you've done wrongs and you're being tortured, which is definitely a, a way you can go it, it's uh, but but talking no, about catholicism or what? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean that's the way i grew up i mean i grew up in mm. and and you know the the, the abuse that i experienced came mm. through the catholic church oh. and so the that that type of thinking that i'm being punished you know yeah. and things like that that people i had to find the scientific you know, the, the thing rooted yeah. in materialism that why is my brain doing this? And that's helped me out a lot, you know, I mean, to know it's okay. It's a medical yeah. thing. Other people experience this, you know. Like it's it, actually your body is working right. Well, I'm sorry you went through that, but it's 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 cool to come out on the other side because I think hearing this is helpful for a lot of people. Cause I think the reality is we think, like you said, something's wrong because it feels off. But in reality, your body is telling you, like the alarm is working. Your, your yeah. body is telling you, no. People are fucking with your reality. Something is wrong. It's not you. But of course, you know, abusers are not going to, they're going to want you to believe you're the problem. And so I think it's definitely helpful as more research comes out about that, that we can listen to those like built-in sensors, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really, I mean, yeah, it's it's been an interesting um, process of, of, of being more open about it and talking about it a lot more. And, you know, I, I for myself, press charges against the the uh, archdiocese of manchester new hampshire in the camp where this this catholic camp where this stuff happened and so um i also did that you know i mean i think that's a, really brave yeah I think well i mean but, but i what it made me realize is that i am so i did this as a 39 year old man mm -hmm. or 40 year old man when i when i went in and gave like my statement and started that process I could not imagine being a young female 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this was terrifying process. Or a young boy. I mean, you were that young boy, you know? That's the hard part is yeah. knowing. I You're mean, doing I it did... for him, but it's also to know that that's someone now or something. I think know? the stigma is different in the Northeast for boys. And, you know, I think that that's why we didn't, you know, growing up in New England, no one talked about it. That's why it was, it festered there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, I think it, it's a lot different. But just going through this process, I'm like, I could not imagine because I, I feel like, you know, if anybody fuck with me now, like not being over, I would handle myself. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine if you're also afraid of the people around you and the sure. environment. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird thing. But um, yeah, man, I took this fucking heavy. No, I, I mean, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I, 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 I mean, sometimes know, this pod will get heavy. It's funny because I, I um, always like I will sometimes start with a quote unquote good confession. That's just like a humble brag. And. Today I didn't do it, but I'm almost like, let's maybe we can do the good confession, take a break, and come back for the big one. Because um, sometimes the pod gets heavy. Sometimes it gets really silly, and you never know where it's going to go. But before we um, take a quick break, do you have something good you want to confess? This is just like a humble brag, a quick little anything you got coming out that you're excited about, or you're like, I ate really good sandwich yesterday, whatever. It's <laughs> that sort con- of like palate cleanser, good confession. I, I can, uh, good confession is I can... When I was younger, my I memorized almost all of the table of elements. Uh, wow. Do you still remember? Like, there's some things I that remember. just stick with you forever, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I can remember most of it. I won't do it all, but, no. uh, okay, but, it, uh. What's your favorite element? Ooh. I mean, name-wise, I don't like, know yeah. a lot about them, but I was. As a kid, it, you, did you have favorite? Mo- molybdenum is fun Whoa, to say okay, you know what i mean i have no idea what that is though Ma- you could be making them up and i would have no uh, idea diprosium Di- diprosium is a fun one to say uh they're more just fun <sighs> to say but it's yeah. like Antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, iridium, and nickel, neodymium, natunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, zirconium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and osmium, and acetine, and iridium, and gold, particinium, indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium, yttrium, and terbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuth, bromide, and lithium, and beryllium, and valium. There's holmium, and helium, and apium, and I can keep going. But uh, yeah. wait, is that a? I mean, I was like, is that a song? Because it just sounds like a list. <laughs> My dad was like a big uh, fan of Tom Lehrer's comedy when he was like, and he had the records, and oh I memorized. God. He wow. wrote the Table of Elements as a song, wow. and as a little kid, I memorized it. But um, so that's the humble brag. That's I can a, do that. I don't. I think you're the only person I know, maybe in the world. Well, I guess he, he did, but who knows if he memorized it? You know, it's My honestly. My dad can still do it because he's. A, <laughs> He's a, he's that's a a wild. I mean, I just but, know gold is AU, and that's magnesium. And then magnesium; those are the two I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many more than what that song because they're constantly discovering. That's you know, wild. Yeah, but anyway, so that that's my that's my humble brag. I yeah. love it. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get your confession. And we're back. Ben, the time has come. Is there anything you'd like to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) This is more of a story. I feel so. This relates to my insecurities about myself. No, I love it. I mean, I I mean, no, I don't love your insecurities, but I I feel like there's such a release in just like, I mean, we get it from comedy, but just talking about it. This is not listening. Okay. So, so, you know, Denver has, uh, has legalized marijuana now, but for a while Mm -hmm. during the, 
during this kind of gray area of medical or medicinal marijuana and and um, legal marijuana, there was a there was a chain of pizza restaurants that I will not name here in Denver that would do 420 friendly shows after hours. OK. And they would black the windows out so you couldn't see inside. Uh-huh. And then they would host these great comedy shows inside their pizza shop um, that you were allowed to free and openly smoke inside. And oh, cool. uh, they were really... great marketing for pizza, honestly. Yeah, it was. And they were <laughs> crank pies out. And uh, but they were after everything in this neighborhood had closed. So it was just this pizza shop that was open, but not really open. And when uh-huh. you were inside, they didn't want you to go outside um, because they didn't want people hanging out up front and tipping anybody mm. off. So I'm inside. I have a set coming up. Um, that I'm doing stand up for. I'm doing this set. And as is common, uh-huh. uh, before I perform for me, I usually have to go to the bathroom. Okay. I have to take a dump. My stomach uh-huh. gets real upset uh-huh. before I get on stage because I'm nervous and whatever. Classic warrior um, behavior. That's what warriors need to like expel so they can run. <laughs> <Right? laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Just the most impotent warrior. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I, so, but this is a pizza shop and it's not very big and they do have bathrooms, but they're, it's it's like a, a single bathroom, all uh-huh. gender bathroom. That's just uh, like uh, right near the kind of show area. I'm getting and, anxiety hearing this because I can already feel like the wooden door that you can hear laughter through, and you're like, yes, ah! like, yes. There's I'm, no I, fan. You wanna, you're like, yeah, yes, no. exactly. <laughs> so there's a line of people, uh-huh. and so I get in the line, and behind me is. A, a woman that's at the show that I find uh-huh. very attractive okay. and and I'm very self-conscious now because I have to go to the bathroom uh-huh. and I'm coming up I can't go you go before me like there's a, a line behind her and I'm like okay so I the door opens up and I'm like all right I'm gonna just go do this I get in I shut the door I lock it and I'm like I'm gonna be real quick so quick that it doesn't smell. I just, I just drop <laughs> it and then flush the toilet and I go. And so uh-huh. I sit down and I, I push this out and, and then, and then I'm done and I, and I, and I wipe and I stand up and I push it and the fucking toilet doesn't flush. No, it's broken. Oh no. And th- there is a sizable piece of me <gasps> in that toilet. Oh my god! Like, oh god! Um, I've never heard it said like that. And now I'll uh, never forget it. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh no. So I lift the tank up and I'm trying to 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 like manually flush it. And I can't imagine what they're hearing out there. <laughs> and uh, so I, this was, mind you, this was like 12 or 13 years ago when I was uh-huh. I'm still kind of drinking. I've stopped drinking. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't drank in 11 years, but I was drinking at this time. Congrats. And so now I'm uh, now I'm freaking out. Uh-huh. And uh, the toilet won't flush. And I don't know what <laughs> no. to do. So I uh, wrapped my hand in toilet paper. Oh, my God. No! I was hoping that's the... not where this. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. But also, reached, yes, this I is the. I reached into the toilet, grabbed it, and threw it in the trash. Ah! <laughs> oh, my and God. Then, uh, and then covered it in the trash with toilet paper. <laughs> 
which was even more weird because what it left is water that had clearly been affected oh, no. by which is like oh my god flex of it but not you you're know, like scooping like, water yeah like goldschlager i had left no. goldschlager in yeah. and oh. now i'm like oh no and so i washed my hands really uh -huh. good and everything and then i just went out and the bathroom smelled but there was nothing in the toilet and i'm like <laughs> The toilets. So Did you say it was broken weird. or anything? Or yeah, I just said it's uh. weird. The toilet's broken, and man, does that bathroom smell? <laughs> and I just left. Oh, okay. Cla classic. The... Blame it on this public. Who knows? It could have smelled before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I know the person who owns this chains of this chain of pizza shops um, very well, uh, and I don't. I don't have the nerve to ever tell him oh that I that I left. Oh my god, that's so funny. No, because so I insecure. I can totally understand because I feel like everyone's had like well not I guess I'm old now too but like not that we're old we've lived life. Um, yeah. I feel like at this point I would be surprised if nobody's ever clogged the toilet or had to poop at a party or something. But it's hearing that we all just get that instinct of like oh my god, but it's almost like having been through that at all now I'm like. Well, I probably just let the host know. Like, I'm, like, already figuring out all the possible scenarios. It's like, none of this can end well except if it flushes now. And if it doesn't, I just have to handle it. <laughs> the like, thing is, she wouldn't. It's not like she went in before me and then came out after. It, so that's the thing. I could have just been like, ah, somebody left something in the toilet and it's clogged. You know, I could have said uh -huh. it wasn't mine. Uh -huh. You know, like, I don't know what. <laughs> like and as if the idea in my brain that this the woman behind me was gonna you know like i left she was like oh he, uh, he's cute i'm gonna get his number oh never mind um no, or, there's or, poop in the toilet he poops yeah yeah exactly disgusting i can't or date that him she even thought anything of me or, <laughs> or just the fact that if i came out and the bathroom's clean she's gonna be like that was the final box i needed to check on this guy before <laughs> It was so like so, funny. so insecure and I left that night like what did I do like what is fucking wrong with me <laughs> and it's this moment like but then I realized um yeah over the years tell like talking to people we're very insecure it, most yeah. people, not everybody are very insecure about their about their shit well there's a lot of shame around i think also as young children because i think kids are curious about like the things that are taboo and then adults don't like to talk about it so then i don't think kids feel shame at first but then they hear the shame from their parents and then they want to talk about poop and pee and then you know teachers are like don't do that and i think we learn the shame really early on but um, I think it's very relatable. I mean, I've, yeah, I've definitely read, like, those embarrassing magazine stories with girls on dates will, like, be like, I don't know what to do. Like, scoop it and throw it out the window. Like, yeah. you know, it's like oh, the lengths will go. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I have a son. My son uh, is now 17. But when he was little, he, I mean, it, he. He didn't care about it. I mean, it was, uh -huh. you know, if given the opportunity and a couple times it was his body paint, uh -huh. he's a club kid just covered in this stuff. And he's like, look at what I did. And then we're like, no, no, you know, and I think there is a real like my my ex would be like, I can't. She would like go to a restaurant 
if she had to go, she would just hold it for hours and be like, I have to get home quick because she couldn't can't do it out in public. You know, sometimes I'm still like that. I think I've got like now I don't feel as much shame from other people because if I really like sit through and think through my anxiety, I'm like, well, what am I afraid of that? Someone's gonna be like, like worst case scenario. Oh, that girl pooped a lot and it smells like, okay, yeah, cool. Sorry. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah. That sucks, but yeah, whatever. But no, it is. Sometimes I'm like, can I get home? Then I will. But yeah, no, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. What, what are we afraid of? It is. I, hygienically, I do think there is some sort of instinct of like, that's protecting us from like, like your son covering himself um, in poop because that's probably not great exactly. for spreading disease, but we have so much shame about it. It's wild. We do. I mean, we, we you know, there's this. At least in in Western culture, mm-hmm. I, I you know I can't speak for every culture and civilization on the planet and whatnot that is or has ever been, but definitely <laughs> in the U.S., it's like that. Yeah. we don't want to hear about it, we don't want to see it, you know. Like, and I'm admittedly like guilty of that. So it's uh, I'm but comedy. See, I when I was younger, I couldn't go out in public, you know, uh-huh. like I would wait till I got home, but. I think touring mm-hmm. both in a band, especially a band. Uh, traveling with people, it's just you end up getting having to get over it or yeah. you have to have a system and it quickly becomes like that's your thing. <laughs> Music venues are the worst. And uh-huh. oh. at least comedies, you know, most of the time there's a green room, you know, and there's a restroom where you feel like you can or a hotel room or whatever. But but when you're touring with a band, oftentimes, like you say, privacy is that opacity on the road. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you you just kind of get comfortable with with that kind of, you know, having to use yeah. bathrooms that are public. But but yeah, it was definitely um, not something I have ever <laughs> talked about. <laughs> on a, and it's the only time I've done it. Now I'm like, I'm never going to I'm never going to do that again. I will never. Oh, my God. I, that was it. That was where I felt like I. That's how you learn. You're like, well, do I want to do this or do I want to just have someone think I stunk up a toilet? Let's, yeah, yeah. I I want to touch the poop. That's worse. (laughs) I'll just go out and be like, honestly, now if that had happened, I would have got up on stage and just told them, talked about it, and talked about it, but uh, and apologized publicly to the person after. Oh my gosh. Well, that's how some sometimes the way we get that release too is because. It's that you don't, I think there's a shame of like, I can totally see like one on one if it was one person and they knew, I'm almost like embarrassed. And then you almost want to tell someone else, you want to tell your like best friends, like, oh, I just, this, you know, like I, I just walked in on a girl peeing at a restaurant the other day and I had to like tell my boyfriend because I felt embarrassed. But I'm sure she was too, you know, it's like, oh, I'm embarrassed. And then you tell someone else, then it uh, somehow feels less embarrassed. <laughs> I did it on an airplane with the this type of airplane the bathroom cabin door was not like uh sideways it was kind of diagonal like facing down the aisle on this oh no (laughs) so everyone's the woman didn't latch it i didn't so i just got up from my seat and it said it was vacant the little green light thing and i opened it and she was sitting right there and i i slammed it but i know people behind me i felt so (laughs) bad and uh, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she was like, that was my fault. I didn't lock the door. I forgot. And uh, but, yeah, I was like, there was real like. You yeah, know, the panic. Like, yeah. But like you said, not a single person on the thing on this planet doesn't expel waste 
Yeah. So, well, that's the interesting thing because being on ha- being on both sides, like living life, you you can understand it's embarrassing to be walked in on and embarrassing to walk in on someone. And so it's almost like every it's like a wash. Everyone's just like that happened. Glad it didn't happen to me. And then you just forget. Like nobody's like we all think. Oh no, now everyone's staring at her, or you know, everyone's yeah. staring at him. But reality, I think we all know in that moment. Like, oh, that has happened. And here's how I would want someone to react to me. Not at all. So then we all kind of do that unless you're a child, I guess. But yeah, I'd want no, if that happened to me, if I had been that woman on that airplane, I would have been like, don't just, I don't want anybody to just say, just something like no reaction. Yeah. And yeah, we all just, just know everybody that. Everybody look down and yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, yeah, that's my story. Oh my God. Then... No, that's great. Yeah. We haven't had anything like that. Brandy Posey did do a intentional shit as revenge when she was in high school. So we definitely had shit stories, but a honestly, intentional shit, you know, uh, yeah, the summer. No, no, no. I'll give you the summary. And if anyone wants to hear it, they can go back. But she, um, was trying to defend a kid that got bullied at a with me and so she went into the other team's locker room and took a shit on the floor which i think is hilarious but also insane (laughs) bananas i love brandy already what i would do but i love that because i love brandy it's so funny there's something so like deranged about it but it's also for the right reason and so i fucking i've i already love brandy posey and it made me like her even more yeah so. Um, yeah, I, yeah, sh- sh- poop is funny and weird. I mean, I, I, I still like, I now, well, I've been in my, uh, now, like, I guess it's a long-term relationship, almost two years, longest for me, but you That's know, a I, long-term relationship. Sure. Yeah. I feel like if I was still embarrassed about poop, I don't love it, but you know, I, we wouldn't still be together, but you know, but early on, I would literally first try not to poop there. But then at some point you're like, do I want this relationship to last? Then you, you either have to be like, are we going to break up before I ever poop at your house? Or, you know, you at some point I'm just going to have to do it. And in the transition, I'd be like, cause he lived in a small, you know, apartment uh, in Hollywood. And I would be like, can you turn on music and keep sleeping? And then I'd like, <laughs> I'd like just have to say like, I'm going to poop. Cause otherwise he'd be like, why are you playing loud ass punk music? But it's like, yeah. This is I what mean, I'm doing. Like <laughs> That's what I do. I mean, when I'm on tour with my band, you know, and there's three or four of us in a room, you know, because mm-hmm. we're just trying to save money. I will totally like I, what I've discovered in hotels is I go to the lobby bathroom. Mm, that's smart. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're splitting it with a, a comic, you just use the lobby bathroom. Yeah. And uh, but um, with a new relationship, it's definitely uh, hotels I hate though because they're always so small often they have like not a full door where you can even yeah. see so I'll sometimes send like if I'm traveling with my boyfriend I'll send him to walk my dog I'm like go walk my dog for at least yeah. 15 minutes I'm like, that's <laughs> great I think privacy is right but being honest with that you know like I'm not being afraid to say that's this is I need this time you know, give me my time um not scooping it out like a baby bird being rescued from a nest oh my like gosh. i did and then throwing it in the garbage can in a horrific turn of health uh, oh my events. gosh that's how people that's how you spread diseases well did you at least growth. talk to her after the show no no <laughs> i did, i wasn't gonna talk to her before this happened i'm not that's not i'm really insecure nervous person like we were talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. so i'm 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 newly single i'm 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 getting divorced from my wife which is a positive thing we're like uh-huh. very close and good friends and everything um and like it's this is the been the toughest part is 
Mm. I'm more awkward than any, like I'm socially, I think people think I'm a certain way because Mm. of how I am on stage or playing in the band or even my character on those who can't, I'm more nervous than anything, you know, like, and I, uh, I'm I stutter not stutter but I tri- uh-huh. I do what I'm doing right now. But that's because- the fun part of getting to know someone. I think it is the weird dichotomy of being uh, having a public like performance, you know, because you're good at comedy, you're good at acting, and so it's not that that's a fake you, but like you would go on stage with an act that you know well, and so of course it's going to be you, but slightly different. Um, and I think that's the fun of getting to know I mean it's also the fear of it but people thinking they know you but getting to know the real you I think that yeah the right person that's the fun part so I think being you with those anxiety or I mean you know not crippling anxiety but all those nervous tics I think is for someone to discover is really fun too yeah yeah it's uh I think people especially during those who can't when they watch the show they would be like oh my god they'd come up and they'd be like oh shoemaker or whatever and and they'd want to talk and then i nervously <sighs> chatter on and then they're like what did we get ourselves <laughs> i'm still going but anyway yeah so um but yeah uh yeah lots of lots of nervous uh stupid things i've done with my nervousness like that so um well, I, i'm I glad you that shared that works. i think it's relatable it totally works and i think it's relatable hilarious and um i'm just sure there's people who are listening who have like never told anyone, but secretly done something like that too. So hopefully, you know, I we'll, we'll release. <laughs> I release your shame, and anyone listening to this, your shame is released too. You don't have to tell anyone. Um, I have a quick game to end with. Do okay. you have time? I do. Okay, awesome. This is inspired by. Um, so you have a lot of tattoos. You've talked. You know, I mean, most people know this, but I've also in person seen you get a tattoo to win a show that was not live streamed, just live. Important. Yeah. Uh, not even sold out. It was very funny to watch. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> sold out. <laughs> I know it just seems stupid. It's so it funny. Got a laugh, so it was great. Uh, and now you have a tattoo of Kakanin and a fake quote. He said, <laughs> um, but. This t- game is inspired by your love of tattoos. I love tattoos as well. I I don't have as no, many as you, you but one day a, I will. You have quite a few. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I would love to get a sleeve someday, but it, it's I wouldn't want to start it till I know I can financially do it. I, it is. I mean, it's better to do it piecemeal like, and just do it. You know. Yeah, like, that um, makes sense. It'll happen. Um, yep. So this is a would you rather tattoo edition. Very simple. Okay. Um, basically, right. it's two hypotheticals. One is to get a tattoo of something and the other is to do something in real life. For example, like I would get a tattoo of 100 burgers before I eat 100 burgers in one sitting, but I would suck Joe Rogan's butt before I got a tattoo of Joe Rogan on my butt. So okay. All right. I'll give you two scenarios and you just would you rather one or the other. Okay. Okay. So this one um, is, have you, are you a Dune fan? I, do you know I am, Dune? I've, I've not read any of the books or anything, so I'm completely oh, okay. new to this. All right. Well, this is just, I mean, you don't have to know about Dune, but it's okay. inspired. This, is a, this one is Dune inspired. Okay. Would you rather stick your hand inside a burning hot black box of pain or, that's a, something that happens in Dune, yep. or get a tattoo of Timothy Chalamet's eyes on your eyelids? Oh, man. How long does the burning box (laughs) Okay, it's the dune box, and in the dune box, you feel it, but when you take your hand out, it's okay. So let's say um, five minutes. 
Oh my God, but it's it's like excruciating pain. Yeah. Okay, three minutes. Fine. Okay. Ooh, that's <laughs> tough. The eyelid tattoos are kind of interesting. I'm trying to think how it would affect if I slept next to somebody. You would look like that. <laughs> It'd be weird. I'm going to go with the burning box of pain. Okay, okay, um, yes. Uh, I think yeah. I would go with that too because it would be over and then I wouldn't have to think about it again. But yeah, um, yeah that's a hard one. Okay, this is a, this one's inspired by The Revenant. Okay. Okay, yep. Would you rather spend the night inside a bear carcass for warmth or <laughs> get a tattoo of a bear carcass on your back? Ooh. I would I would rather get a bear carcass tattooed on my back because I think you could really like come up with like a cool scene that that's mm, like true. part of you know like it, it, um uh and I feel like there's a part of me sleeping inside a bear carcass <laughs> as a pescatarian that may mm. like fully scar me for life so yeah I'm gonna say I would rather get a tattoo. That hat, not okay. just yeah, like, yeah. You could design it how you would you like. Could, I yeah, could add the some, artist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say that. That's okay. an, an American traditional. Maybe it's yeah, something cool. You know. I like that you're already picturing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the final one. This okay. is big, Bigfoot inspired. I wasn't sure if you're a Bigfoot fan. Hopefully, yeah. you. Okay. Okay. Um, I did Google to see if you had jokes about Bigfoot just to make sure you weren't like hardcore Bigfoot fan because I no. don't want to. I know people who are, and that's fine. So, this is for you know general Bigfoot uh, question. Would you ra rather become a Bigfoot stand for a full calendar year, um, defined by anytime you think about doing stand up, you have to sub that with Bigfoot stuff. So this is like your new passion. Okay. So like you would have to instead of doing stand up or writing, you would post on a Bigfoot forum, go to a Bigfoot con, hunt okay. Bigfoot. Or get a tattoo of Bigfoot doing stand-up on your biggest foot. Oh, definitely number two. And actually, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Like a Yeti, like, you know what I mean? Like just his arms out. That's actually a funny tattoo. The tiny little stool beside him. And uh -huh, uh -huh. Okay. Oh, I can see that one. I'd get, I'd get the tattoo of Bigfoot doing stand-up on my biggest foot, which I think they're – do you think I have <laughs> – I don't know. I Do think, think are, aren't all humans asymmetrical in some form? I just, I don't know. I've never. Oh, do you, oh, you thought I was like saying you, Ben Roy, have one big foot and one small foot? Well, you're foot. implying that there's a bigger foot there. I think I, everyone has a bigger foot. Do I? Hold on. I mean, I think, I mean, not specifically you. I think everyone. I don't know. Is They're it? probably at least a millimeter off, right? Okay. Well, then that's fine. It looks to be my <laughs> left one, although I can't tell if I my know, heels are I've never compared. Now I'm looking. I'm like. Do you have it'd be funny if you look down and one is like clearly quite a bit longer? <laughs> looks like an, I don't know. I think my right one's bigger. I, don't I think my really left foot know. is a touch bigger than my right one. But I would definitely I honestly think that's a funny tattoo as a Yeti doing stand up. Yeah, it's got to be like, on your foot. Yeah. Yeah. You and like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, like some sort of pun with Bigfoot. And, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know. I, I, I'm i actually kind of into that idea. Well, there you go. You, I think you're welcome for the tattoo idea. <laughs> if I get it, uh, I will send it to you in the episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be I'm, iconic. I've obviously done dumber, the, uh -huh. the, the Kyle Kinane uh -huh. tattoo <laughs> of the, the joke so funny. doesn't exist. So. Uh-huh. I love it. Well, thank you for playing. Um, and yeah. I it sounds like we gave you um, new tattoo ideas, so I love yeah. it. That sounds um, great.
Ben, where can uh, people find you, follow you, anything you want to promote? Plug your sure. pluggables. Yeah, um, I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at uh, at Benroy00. That's just two zeros following it. You can follow me there. My band spells. Uh, everybody can listen to my band spells. That's spellsrules.bandcamp.com and at spellsrules wherever. I do have a podcast called The Grolic Saves the World and another one called 97 Die the Rat Race, which is uh, on all things comedy. It's a scripted drive time radio show. And so if you get a chance, go ahead and pop on over. We're going to be doing some ticket giveaways this weekend <laughs> to see Kip Winger live in concert at Comfort Dinner Amphitheater. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, you can check out all that stuff and uh, I'll be out uh, telling sh- jokes at shows coming see me but this were rules this was Yay, so fun thanks for I doing had such it. A, a good time and i like this uh, podcast and it's fun so, oh thanks so much that's so fun yeah make sure you go see ben live follow this podcast at tell me anything pod i've been Teresa Lee. this is you can tell me anything thank you for listening to you can tell me anything you can tell me anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa lee on the hoo ha ha podcast network the Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Week Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwreck Sailor. And the Hoo Ha Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.